It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Nick's coming off a, a really uh, impressive win uh, against uh, against Boston in overtime the other night, 120 to 117. And now we've got the uh, Battle of the Burrows, right? Happening later on today. Uh, you'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll have your pregame show following Gordon. And of course, I'm with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. We've got a great show lined up for you. 800-919-3776. That's the phone number. That's how you get on board. You know me. I love the calls. I love the interaction. So would love to hear from you. We've got Harvey and Julian who are producing the show this afternoon. So gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? Dan Gross's first Saturday morning. How'd that go, guys? It went well. Thank goodness for Dan. He's a pro. He's legit. Very good um, on the Jets. I, I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm curious. Did he, did he pick up? Did like, is there any like spinoff of Stump Rothenberg? No, we decided that as as a as a unit that mm-hmm. we leave things in the past. What was in the past stays in the past, and then because that that's that segment was like, I I think that's our highest rated segment the entire week. It's a killer segment. Every uh-huh. every yep. single time the lines are jammed to the point where there's like. As soon as one gets off, one immediately gets on. Right. And everybody gets a kick out of stumping Rothenberg, so. So so I, I know we just recently started working together. So whenever I would fill in for, for Dave, um, I love, of course, doing football frenzy, right? And um, that's probably my favorite thing about filling in for Dave Rothenberg. Uh, but I do a spinoff of Stump Rothenberg, and I call it Question Marks. See what we did there? I've heard of this, this question marks. Yeah. How are question the question marks? marks? And, and so I get Mama Meanie on the line with me. She's my lifeline. And we try to answer just one correctly. And more times than not, we, we, we don't answer one correctly. And if we do, it's, it's, it's because of my mom. So, um, so there's that. It's, it's the polar opposite of Stump Rothenberg. It's called question marks. So I was just curious. Um, I was curious if uh, if, if Dan was going to do a spinoff of that. But, um, again, I'm with you for the next three hours. We've got a jam-packed show. And, and guys, I'm just realizing this. A lot of estrogen on the show today, huh? I didn't realize that. Uh, we've got Stefania Bell, who's going to be joining us at 1245. Get an update. A lot. Listen, a lot of injuries. And, by the way, did you see Travis Kelsey just popped up on the injury report list for Kansas City? So, uh, so we'll get the latest with Stefania Bell. Uh, you've got Patrick Mahomes, of course, dealing with an ankle. Now Kelsey dealing with a back. Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel. Of course, we know, uh, you know, Hertz is dealing with a shoulder. Lane Johnson's dealing with an ab. A.J. Brown only played. You, did you realize that A.J. Brown only played 11 snaps against the Giants last week? That's it, only 11 snaps. So... Not sure what's going on there. So a lot of injuries uh, that uh, that Stefania is going to pop on and get us in the know about is we are a little over 24 hours away from the AFC and NFC championship games. Uh, I have picks and plays for you. We'll break down the games in the next three hours. Cynthia Freeland is always joins us at 1.30 this afternoon. Always love when Cynthia joins us on the program. Uh, we'll have her picks, her plays, her insight. 
Um, also, you know, obviously I, I want to spend a lot of time today and, and, and that's why I said I'm opening up the phone lines, 800-919-3776 to talk about uh, the latest with what's going on with the Jets, as well as the Giants. As we know, they're out of the playoff race, but still a lot of hot topics to dive into with both those franchises. So we'll do that. I'll tee that up for Cynthia Freeland as well. My mom, Mama Mimi, is a, uh, a, a, a favorite of our listeners. Uh, it's really adorable, and please know how much I appreciate it. So, guys, it's, it's fun. Like, I'll go out for an appearance with the station, and the first thing, somebody will come up and ask me, like, how's your mom doing? <laughs> Um, I appreciate it so much, and she loves being on. Um, she just she's just tickled pink when she comes on. So um, she loves her some Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think she's got a major crush on him, to be quite frank. And so she's not happy that I'm picking the Cincinnati Bengals, but we'll find out who her picks and her plays are heading into tomorrow's matchups. We'll also talk to her about her quarterback Tua, who, by the way, is still in concussion protocol. Still in concussion protocol. I mean, seriously, at some point in time, does the conversation need to, need to happen that possibly uh, Tua needs to, to retire? I mean, you're talking about, you know, your, your, your mind, your health, the longevity of your life. It's, it's quite frightening. And, of course, as always on Saturday, Joe Wiz, professional handicapper. He's got his own show here on 98.7 ESPN tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Uh, and he will join us with his picks and his plays. I'm sure he's got some... Some NBA plays, some college basketball plays. I'm watching, what are we watching right now? Auburn in West Virginia. I was talking with Harvey before we came on. I love March Madness. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because a part of me is sad that the football season is coming to an end. But yet at the same time, I'm so excited. I love March Madness. Love, love, love March Madness. I'm a freak when it comes to March Madness. I play in like over 20 pools. Obviously, if you know anything about me, you listen to the show, you know I gamble host the gambling show here on 90.7 ESPN weekend wager. And uh, you can make a lot of money in that first round of the tournament. So love that. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be all over March madness when that kicks off. And also I'm a draft freak, love the NFL draft. So even though the NFL season's coming to an end, I'm really excited for free agency. I'm really excited for the NFL draft as well as March madness. So, so that's, that's our show today. And like I said, I, I want to start off talking about the Jets because the big news this week obviously was uh, Nathaniel Hackett being hired as the offensive coordinator for the Jets. I think this is a horrible move. We, we saw this, this, is, this, is, this is Robert Sala and Joe D taking a page out of the Denver Broncos playbook in trying to lure Aaron Rodgers to the franchise and the organization. But meanwhile, Aaron, Fran- Aaron franchise, Aaron Rodgers is out there kind of not committing to even playing next year, right? So here's how I think this, 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 is, this is the big picture for me, okay? This organization failed miserably drafting Zach Wilson at number two. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. And, and just for poops and giggles this morning, I was laying in bed with my pups. I was drinking my Starbucks coffee. And I just said, you know what? Every now and then I like to visit the 2021 draft. And I just like to survey it, right? Like, what, 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 what could the Jets have done differently? Well, they could have done a lot. Obviously, the Jags went with Trevor Lawrence, so that wasn't available. Um, again, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm a huge Mac Jones fan, which, by the way, the Patriots hired Bill O'Brien. Watch out. Watch out. Um, watch out for that Patriots offense next year. 
Um, I'm still a believer in Mac Jones. But I truly believe the Jets could have traded down at a two. Not Wasn't a fan of Trey Lance. Wasn't a fan of Zach Wilson. I loved Pitts. Loved Pitts. And it's unfortunate. Pitts is in a really, really pit, pitiful situation in Atlanta. Right? Uh, it's just, unfortunately, he was drafted to the wrong team. He's such an immense talent. And he's just underutilized there in Atlanta. It's, it's, it's really bad. Um, and he's just has not had a good quarterback. But I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Pitts. I think Pitts could have been a number two pick or trade down to get Pitts. Atlanta got him at four. Obviously, the steal of the draft was Cincinnati taking Jamar Chase at five. Jamar Chase is a complete beast. He's a running back in a wide receiver's body. Or he's a wide receiver in a running back's body, right? One or the other. Uh, he's, he's, he's uncoverable. And, uh, and, and I think will be a big reason why Cincinnati beats Kansas City tomorrow. Uh, Waddle going to Miami at one, two, three, four, five, at six. And then, of course, the Bears taking Justin Fields at 11. Uh, full transparency, not a fan of Justin Fields. Love what I saw from him this season. Uh, we'll see, you know, does he take the next step? But was not a fan coming out of college, by the way. Again, my pick was Mac Jones. Um, and, and not to just throw shade on the Jets, the Giants screwed up as well. The Giants trading trading out of 11 with the Bears for Justin Fields. They move down to 20. They get Kadarius Toney, who now is playing for Kansas City tomorrow. <clears throat> and they miss out on Michael Parsons, and they let Michael Parsons go to the Dallas Cowboys. Ridiculous. So it, it's not just the Jets who screwed up royally in this draft. I truly believe the Giants screwed up as well. But new regime here. This wasn't... Uh, Joe Shane and, and Dable, but nonetheless, boy, that's just, Parsons is just a complete, I mean, you talk about a guy who just comes in and takes over a game. How many of those are in the NFL? Not many. Oh, man. Um, some of the other steals in the draft, um, Amal Ross, St. Brown going in the fourth round, Elijah Mitchell going in the sixth round, um, Khalil Herbert, running back for the Chicago Bears going in the sixth round. Uh, but Jets just absolutely screwed up. Fell in love, enamored with Zach Wilson's athletic ability, thought that it would translate into the NFL, and as we know, it did not. So now have given him a few years to see what he can do. Obviously, we know he's not the answer. Trade him? What are you going to get for him? I don't want him. If you're a general manager of a team, do you want Zach Wilson? What are you going to give up for him? Dead weight. Dead weight. Right? So now you've got a second overall pick who's now going to be a backup to a veteran quarterback that now we heard Robert Solit come out and say that they want. So now they make the move to, hand, to hire Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Now, listen, I don't know a lot about Nathaniel Hackett. What I do know is that he's a former offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers from 2019 to 2021. And at that point in time, of course, worked with Aaron Rodgers. This is the same thing that Denver did. Denver hired Nathaniel Hackett hoping, and by the way, at that same, at that, at that same time, and I reported this on my show, um, who's the actress that you guys, I'm not good with names, the actress that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers was dating, um, she was in Big Little Lies, um, anyway, her family was from Boulder, Colorado. 
So there was some talk, and, and I want to say they were actually, they were engaged. So there was some talk and speculation that he was leaning towards Denver so that they could be close to her family, yada, yada, yada. But Nathaniel Hackett crashed and burned. Like, like some, some of the stories that I hear from those in the know in Denver, horrible, horrible, horrible leadership skills. You, you had Russell Wilson there, who I think we're all in agreement here is better than Zach Wilson. That, that crashed and burned as well. So I, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's in, in life, right? You, when you perform well, you elevate, you get a promotion, right? You make the company more money as a coach. You help the company win football games. You get elevated. How does this guy get another job? I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Denver was horrible. What they win four games this last season, four games. So it's evident the writing is on the wall that the Jets went out and selected Nathaniel Hackett. And apparently Robert Sala interviewed over 10 candidates for the coordinator position. But the reason that they hired him was to lure Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. This is, this is a let me save my job play. Is it not? But, and, and listen, and I, I understand I, I understand other quarterbacks that are out there, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, which by the way, I, I'd rather have them than Aaron Rodgers. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, he's just drama King, um, extra, extra. I, I just, I, uh, he's 39 years old. I know he's won four MVPs. Um, he has no patience with his wide receiving core, prima Donna. And you know, I, I listen to Colin Coward a lot. Because I, I like I like the spin Colin Coward puts on things. He looks at things differently. He presents them in a different way. And Colin has this um, this narrative or or this uh, perception of Aaron Rodgers. He's thirty nine, never been married, can't hold down a relationship. Has dated some really phenomenal, beautiful women. The relationships never last more than a year, if two at that. No children. And let's be honest, like when you get when you get to that age in life and you have no responsibility for someone else or other little humans or I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers has a dog. Like you it's just it's all about you and you're so set in your ways. And it's really it's it's really hard it's really hard to adjust and bend for other people because your whole life it's just been all about you. And what does is, what is Aaron Rodgers need, right? He's won, he's won a Super Bowl, four MVPs. He's going to be garnishing a gold jacket. We know that. What's the motivation for Aaron Rodgers right now? I just, I, 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 I hate this move. And I don't use the word hate, but I hate this move. Because Nathaniel Hackett is not deserving of being one of 32 offensive coordinators in the NFL, number one the good old boy system. He was hired because of who he knows and who he can lure to the franchise coming in. That's another thing. Aaron at 39. I don't want to lure. I don't want to learn another playbook. I know Nathaniel Hackett's playbook. We've worked together before. I don't want to do extra work. This is, this is <laughs> seriously. So, and, and what, and, and again, it's not like Favre is out there saying, Hey, I'm coming back. I don't know if I'm going to play for the green Bay Packers, but you can guarantee I don't want my career to end the way that it did this year in Green Bay. 
We're not hearing that. He's indecisive. So what happens now? You hire Nathaniel Hackett and you don't get Aaron Rodgers. You think Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to want to come here and play for that in what they saw? And what if, And I'm sure, listen, I, I, heard, I heard a few things. If I heard a few things, I'm sure other quarterbacks in around the NFL heard a lot more than I heard. You think, how, how are you, outside of Aaron, Rod, Aaron Rodgers, who else are you going to lure here to work with Nathaniel Hackett? I, 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 think, I think this is a horrible move. I think it's absolutely horrible. What say you? 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The quarterback position, obviously, with all the different interviews, were was the number one concern, uh, and rightfully so. And it was it was simple. We're committed to uh, finding a veteran. Uh, we didn't get into names. Doubt that he's even studied those guys yet, which he's going to uh, start uh, next week. But we didn't get into specifics on names. But it was it was uh, talked about that we do plan on bringing a veteran quarterback if we can. Uh, we do want to continue working with Zach and continue developing. So okay, here here and. and that's Robert Sala. And here's here's what the problem is with that comment, okay? Like real real life here in the NFL. Because of the collective bargaining agreement, you're only allowed so many practices. Okay? So in your and 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 in those practices, you're only allotted so much time. And you're only allotted so much live practice. What is live? It means full pads and some coaches like John Harbaugh still tackles, some coaches don't right? But like that's, that's, that's live is the most live you will get. And if you go one second over that time limit, players complain to the NFLPA and a team gets fined, docked, whatever. Okay. So you're telling me you're going to bring in a veteran quarterback to learn a new system, try to integrate, learn chemistry with wide receivers, running backs, offensive line. What, what, what time what time are you going to work with Zach Wilson? Because here's another thing. You can't, you are not allowed to work with him outside of practice. You are not allowed. So that, that comment right there is, is bogus. Sorry. 
Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you bring in a veteran. There's no, there's no developing. Yeah, you, Zach Wilson's going to be like studying, like watching how a true pro and a vet prepares for a game and prepares during the season. It, it'll be more of an observation. But you're not going to have time to help develop Zach Wilson. That's a bunch of crap. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Brian at Oceanside. Brian, you're up. Good morning, Anita. Uh, I love that they're taking out uh, a picture, a, a uh, strategy from Denver. When, how did that work out last time with Adam Gates? Mm-hmm. I believe he's a backup high school coach right now. That didn't work out too well. Um, I, uh, I wanted to ask you where you think they're going in the draft, and would you give up, based on what you said, you're probably going to disagree with me, would you give up uh, this year's first and next year's first for Justin Fields or Aaron Rodgers? And lastly, when are we signing Big Q? Because that's getting uh, kind of put to the side, and that's an integral piece of the rest for next couple Wait, of years. Wait, when yeah. are we signing who? What player? Quinn, Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. Oh. Um, okay, well, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, Brian. I appreciate the phone call. Um, I have not started my draft preparation. I don't do that until the Super Bowl's over. So I don't want to sit here and speculate what I think the Jets are going to do. Um, if they do trade for Aaron Rodgers, I would imagine that the Packers are going to request and demand a, a first-round pick. Um, so, I, yeah. So there's that. And 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 by the way, I don't I don't have in front of me, you know, how many draft picks the the Jets do have at their disposal. I don't know what their draft capital is right now. So I apologize. I can't really elaborate uh, on on that. Um, I'm trying to think what your second question was, and and I, I don't. Re- oh, Justin Fields. You know, even though the the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick, like I I don't I don't know I don't know if they trade Justin Fields. I I, I like what I saw from him this year, and I want to believe that he could take a, take even a, 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 another step up. And look look what he was able to kind of like Daniel Jones, like look making chicken salad out of chicken poop. Like what was he working with, right? Darnell Mooney was out like early. What, four weeks? Done. IR. What, Cole Komet? Tight end? What, what, what was Justin Fields working with? Nothing. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Good afternoon, Anita. How's it going? Hi, good afternoon. Welcome in. I'm doing good. I'm just, I wanted to talk to you about the Jets situation because I do have like two points. One on the offensive coordinator. I just think that this was a hire to check off the boxes, making sure that the playbook doesn't change. They got an experienced coordinator because everybody was complaining how LaFleur was a inexperienced coordinator, rookie, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that's kind of, what ended up happening? What ended up happening with that? And as far and I do think that, yeah, of course, the the main goal is to get Aaron Rodgers, but I I, I and I understand I have reservations as well as you do, but and you know and when you went on that draft thing, that's what you know kind of upsets me as a Jet fan because there was just, that draft was such a talented draft where yeah. they could have done anything from trade back. Still mm-hmm. get Justin Fields or a Michael Parsons or get a Jamar Chase, uh, a Jamar Chase or, or whatever piece, and Elijah Vera Tucker and more. Like there was just so much that they could have done, and they, they 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 were trying to sell me on a quarterback that I just knew wasn't that guy, and I and I really feel, and that's what really feel, that's what really upsets a lot of Jet fans. 
I'm sure, Jose, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and again, like, you know, we're sitting here playing Monday morning GM in regard to the 2021 draft. What, and, and I've said this before. I would, have, I would have traded back. To me, I loved Pitts. It was my favorite player coming out of the draft. I, I would have drafted Pitts, and then I would have tried to trade back in to get Mac Jones. And I would have liked to have walked out of the first round with Mac Jones as my quarterback, Kyle Pitts as my tight end. Can you imagine Pitts and Wilson? <laughs> How you just you can't you wouldn't be able to your defenses wouldn't know what to do with that. But again, you know who know like who knows how the draft would have would have panned out. Like you know we can sit here and speculate. That's not fair. It really isn't fair. Um, let's go to Charlie in New Jersey. Charlie, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. I, I just wanted to talk two things. One, just going back to that draft. I mean, obviously you got to blame the Jets, but if you listen to Todd McShay talk about Zach Wilson. I didn't hear about Zach Wilson all year, and I pay attention to college football. The, the, what he was saying about him, he, these guys need to take some so, accountability. I mean, he was so, so, so wrong. So, so really quick, Charlie, don't go anywhere. Don't hang up, please, okay? A few things, okay? Number one, understand that a, a number of these draft uh, you know, analysts are in bed with agents. You understand that, right? I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm painting the picture for you. A, a, a lot of draft analysts are in bed with agents, and so they, you know, agent, agent is giving them information in regard to how the draft might pan out. And now they're looking really smart in regard to how the picks are panning out, what team is picking what player, but at the same time, they're promoting their guy, right? They're promoting their – that's like you, rub, you You scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours, Charlie. That's how it works. It works with that, – that's how it works with a Schefter and um, like it, it's, it's, it's how it works. You, you establish rapport. You establish relationships. And, and you know, if, if, if a player is, is – if, if, if an analyst is or a beat reporter is wanting information, well, exchange, hey, listen, you know, I, I want to – Let's say a, a quarterback coach. Listen, you know, I like in the next two years, you know, I wanna I wanna be an offensive coordinator. So just remember that I'm giving you this piece of information. But when it's my time, just you know, if you can, make sure you get my name out there, Charlie. That happens, right? So, uh, so there, so just understand that that's that's the way the world. And my second thing going into obviously the Hackett hire could be awful if, if they obviously don't get Rogers. I don't know how you say it's a good hire if you don't get Rogers. Um, but getting back to Rodgers, I mean, with Hackett, he threw 85 touchdowns and nine picks in two seasons. I mean, I don't care who – that's just incredible. Like, people people want to just look at last year. Just look at Rodgers in 2021 and 2020. I mean, the numbers are just insane. I, I, if you can get that guy on the Jets, you have to at least try at this point, and hopefully – obviously, it's not a great learning situation for Wilson, but what else are you going to do with him? I mean – they're kind of stuck now. Absolutely, they're stuck, and 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 this is a this is a and Charlie, thanks for the phone call. This is a let me save my job move. Is it not? Woody, the owner, has come out and said we'll shell shell out the money. We need a veteran quarterback. This defense is too good. We've got too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we need a veteran quarterback. This Jets team gets a veteran quarterback. I have no doubt they will be competitive in that division. Do they win the division? I don't. I don't think. I, I think. I think the Buffalo Bills are so dominant. I, I don't think so. Patriots are going to be a lot better next year with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Trust me. Okay. Who knows what's going to happen with the Miami Dolphins? Like I said, two is still in concussion protocol. 
I think a serious discussion needs to be made whether or not he should he should play another snap in the NFL. So, did the Jets compete to try to win the division? Do they get in as a wild card? Um, you know, with a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, I think potentially it could happen. But but again, my, we're not hearing that Aaron is committed to playing next year. So what happens if you don't get him? What quarterbacks out there want to come in and play for Nathaniel Hackett? I wouldn't, after everything I hear that took place in, in Denver. 800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll continue with your calls. We're going to hear from Stefania Bell coming your way at 1245. She's going to jump on board and give us an update in regard to some of the injury news and notes heading into tomorrow's NFC and AFC championship game. So excited to get Stefania on. She's fantastic. Right here on 90.7 ESPN. Hi. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I mean, yeah, he's definitely great. He's definitely elite. He's been doing it before dang, before I was born. So I can't discredit nothing that he do, you know what I mean? Because I've seen him do so many good things. So you know, he's, a, he's a great quarterback for sure. Would you want him on your team? You know, I, would, I wouldn't I mind that. Sure, I want what's best for the offense. But at the same time, I got to just focus on, on my job and focus on what we got going on on the defensive side. When we call a quarterback elite, is that from is that from Eli Manning's right? It comes from Eli Manning's interview, right? <laughs> Remember when he got destroyed for saying that he was an elite quarterback? What else is he supposed to say? I suck. I'm okay. I'm mediocre. What else was was Eli supposed to say? Ridiculous. Um, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh, we're gonna hear from uh, Stefania Bell momentarily. Let's take some more calls. Uh, before, of course, she pops on with us. Let's go to Richard in Valley Stream. Richard, good morning or good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Anita. Anita, listen, I, I, you know, I used to love listening to you. Um, but you, you, you used that, to. You, know, you used yeah, to love, love listening you know, to me, Richard. Funny? I love you. The thing is, I love you, but you're a jet hater. I don't like that. I am not. The fact that you're a jet hater. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I am not a Jets hater. I am not a Jets hater. How am I a Jets hater? No, because, like, here's the thing, right? You never give the Jets credit for anything. What's wrong with with the OC that they got right now, right? If you're if you're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, there's no, now there's no guarantee they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. If you're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you do everything to, get, to, to, to make it easy, easier for you to, to get that guy? Um, okay, but what happens if they don't get him, Richard? Now they're stuck with an offensive coordinator who failed miserably in Denver. 
What do you do then, Richard? Yeah, you fire Anita, him? Anita, <laughs> Anita, a, 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 lot of, a lot of these um, coordinators, they don't make great coaches, right? If you look at this guy's record with Aaron Rodgers, come on. Are you serious? Like, um, if you look at Frank Wright, right? This guy, he's been a head coach, for, like, forever. But he's never a success. You know, whenever he, he gets that job, he never does well. But as a coordinator, on the other hand, he's a great coordinator. Like I said, a lot of these guys, they don't make great head coaches. Um, again, the Jets hired this guy for two reasons. He knows the system. If you don't, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, you can still bring, you know, um, Derek Carr or whomever. Right? Really? Because and, and, and Richard, I appreciate the I appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate that you used to listen to me. Um, listen, if you want to call in the show and say that I hate, and I don't use the word hate, but if you want to call in and say, well, I use that, what did I say? I, oh, I hate the move. That's what I said. I ha- I hate this move. I hate this hire. Um, I don't use the word hate often, um, but if you want to call in and challenge me and say, Anita, you hate Tom Brady or you hate LeBron James, okay, I can understand that perception. Uh, because I don't, I, I rarely say good things about those two dudes. Okay, so I can, but I am not a Jets hater. Just because I didn't expect the Jets to win more than four games this season doesn't make me a hater. Doesn't make me a hater. Th- that was my, that was my opinion. That was my analysis. So, so there's that. <laughs> um, let's go to Jose and Emerson. Jose, good afternoon. Welcome in. Hi, thank you for taking my call, Anita. I think the Jets have two op- options. One's a, mm-hmm. a fast and quick option, not much on the cap. Another one is the Aaron Rodgers ones. I think if you get Carr, it's possible to get Carr, and you keep your 11th draft pick and show off that offensive line, I think that will be a better deal. With uh, As far as Rodgers is, I think the only thing left for him to do is a legacy thing. And I understand you can't train or teach the kid while he's on the sideline. Maybe on the off season he could you know huddle up with him and teach him some things and get him going. I mean it's it's a hit or miss with both I guess, but I think Carr is the better bet overall. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I I like I like and Jose, thanks for the phone call. I like Carr a lot, and and Carr is a team player. A lot of those guys in that locker room were were pissed off, angry, upset about how the Raiders treated Carr, and I, I it's a business. Right, they couldn't let Carr. You know, Carr comes into the facility and stubs his toe, breaks his toe. They're on the hook for thirty million dollars. So it's a business, okay? They had, the Raiders had to do what they did with with Carr. But team player, I think I think he's a solid quarterback. I, I like Carr a lot. I don't know. Will Carr want to come here and, and and play with Nathaniel Hackett? And it, it, if we're sitting here talking about it, don't you think they know? Don't you think Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, whoever else they would quote-unquote consider know that, that Aaron Rodgers is their first choice, and that's why they hired Nathaniel Hackett. If we're talking about it, I'm sure quarterbacks in around the NFL are talking about it, right? Let's go to PJ. PJ, got to make it quick. Up against a break, we have uh, Stefania Bell popping on, So, uh, but I want to get you on. What's up? Oh, good. Um, how's it going, Anita? Um, Great. I was just curious uh, to switch it. Excuse me. To switch it to uh, the Giants. Um, after uh, this season coming down off like the high of this season, um, I'm curious what you think they should do with DJ next year because I don't think we could really give him over like 25 mil a year to be honest. Oh, he's go- he's PJ. He's going to make more than 25. He's he's, g- he's going to make anywhere between 35 and 40. PJ. I don't think we should. I don't think we should 
we should pay him that at all. I, listen, I and PJ, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Listen, I said it. I said Giants pick up this option. Pick it up. Pick it what up now. What was that? What was that? Twenty-five to thirty million. Twenty-one. Twenty-one million dollars. I, I said it. I said it. I, I said pick up the option. I'm telling you, Daniel Jones in this offense with Brian Dable. Pick it up. Pick hope, it up. I hope that wasn't a Giants fan that called and saying that we, we shouldn't pay him twenty-five to thirty million. Oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be making it. so apparently. What's out there right now is that the Giants, I think, are offering anywhere between 30 to 32. And the uh, Daniel Jones camp wants anywhere between 30 to 40. He wants to be paid in the same realm as Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. That's what Lock I understand. It Lock it up, Joe Shane. Get it done, baby. That's it. So just just up, just up what? Should have picked up that. People said, no, no, Anita. No, Daniel's, Daniel Jones isn't it. So many callers. So many Giants fans. Get him out of here. He's a bum. <clears throat> Twenty would twenty one million dollars if they would have picked up that fifth year option. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Pay that man his money. All right, quick break. We come back. Now, hang tight, Jeff, Steve, Chris, Will. I'm gonna get to you. Uh, we're gonna have a visit with Stefania Bell. We'll get an update from her in regards to some of the injuries uh, that we can expect. Players that are not gonna be 100 percent playing tomorrow in the NFC and AFC Championship game. So Stefania Bell joins us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Obviously, it's things you had to work through here and there, but overall, probably better than I expected being able to go out there and, and throw the football around and get the reps in that I needed to get in. We've done a lot of ankle and knee and, and foot stuff, especially after my last few injuries I've had. Um, and I think that's prepared me to bounce back quickly here and uh, be able to be in a good spot. I think progressively, I've gotten better throughout the week. Try to keep doing that, keep that same uh, mentality and uh, push it, but then at the same time, be ready to go uh, whenever the game the game comes up. Patrick Mahomes talking about his ankle injury. The wonderful, fabulous Stefania Bell joins us now on 98.7 ESPN. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I am terrific. As you may <laughs> know, I have a team that I'm a fan of that's playing tomorrow. So I am doing very well. Yes. So for folks who don't know, um, and you should know, uh, and that is Stefania Bell is a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. So, um, so we will, we will, we will dive into that game as well, but let's start first and foremost with Kansas city, right? Because that's, that's really, it, that has been the biggest news. Adam Schefter this week reported that he's been practicing, uh, but you know, you're in the know better than anyone else. You're the person everybody wants to talk to. What are your realistic expectations for Mahomes tomorrow? Uh, it's, it's hard to know because he simply can't replicate game conditions during practice. And he's acknowledged that. 
So I don't think anyone can say with any confidence what will happen when the game unfolds. But here's what we can point to. Number one, he said early in the week that he felt better than he expected to. Now, a lot of players could say that, but the reason I trust Patrick Mullins is he's had a high ankle sprain on the opposite leg back in 2019. Now, he did play the week following that injury, so even though they thought that was more significant than this one, he played the following week, still scored four touchdowns. So uh, we know he's a wizard, but he also has experience with this type of injury. And if he said he feels better than he expected, because often players feel worse the next day, then I trust him. The other thing is, we never saw him listed as a limited participant. Now, I would caution you that on Wednesday, they're basically doing a walkthrough. So full participant means what? Not very much. But the fact that he was out there and not being held back from whatever it was that they were asking him to do is a good sign. Here's the, the challenge. The nature of the injury is such that it's a rotational injury. Foot gets rotated out relative to the leg. So rotational movements will be harder. Full weight bearing, especially landing, where you have to land into that ankle bend, things like a jump pass, which we saw him do from the opposite leg last week, those things will be harder. He won't scramble as well, most likely, as he would if he were not hurt. But I think when he starts the game, we're not going to see that much that's different. And I think they'll adjust the game plan accordingly to try and limit how much scrambling uh, design runs, I think, will be minimal at best. I think they will do things to try and help protect him, at least early on. So take us behind the curtain, right? So game day, what are they going to shoot him up with? And how long does that last? Well, I'm not there, so I can't tell you exactly what Kansas City is going to do. And different teams and different medical staffs approach things differently. But I will say this. Most people uh, would say that you would not inject the ankle the day of game day. And the reason being that you need to feel what's going on with the foot and ankle to have good balance and spatial awareness, something called proprioception, which is knowing where that body part is in space. You inject on that day and you run the risk of losing that. And not only is that problematic just for being coordinated and agile, it also puts you at risk for further injury. So while it's possible, you could have had a cortisone injection. That, that would be something that you would do during the week to help uh, mitigate the inflammation Uh, PRP, we hear about that being used sometimes, but typically you want a longer rest period in between. It really requires a period of immobilization afterwards to give you the max benefit. So uh, cortisone injection, probably a more likely thing if that happens. We don't know. But on game day, you know, there are still teams that use Tordal, um, but Tordal these days is used as a uh, get you uh, help you get through the game a little bit easier, not, oh, my gosh, you can't go out and play, and this is the thing making the difference. I want to be very, very clear about that. Um, and that's not something you inject into the ankle. Anyway, it's usually given orally uh, these days uh, in any case. So I think it's really a matter of they're going to try and tape him to protect the ankle as much as you can, even though there's no tape job that will really fully effectively brace you for a high ankle sprain. And that's about it. And you hope the adrenaline takes over and the things he's been able to do during the week. And certainly all the treatment he's gotten and uh, the, the things that he has tested will carry him forward through the game. Again, Stefania Bell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. My concern is, and, and, and it's nice to hear all the positive news, Adam Schefter, everybody's reporting in regard to his participation in practice. But I'm just, I'm expecting a lot of low tackles. 
And I, I think the Cincinnati defense, they know that ankle, that's, that's blood in the water. They're sharks. Uh, I just, uh, my concern is that does he, does he make it through four quarters? Does he re-injure it? Uh, if, oh, you're, of course. You're, you're absolutely, this is a valid concern. I've been saying this all week. Uh, not that Cincinnati would play dirty. I want to be clear that I'm not saying that. But we know that the biggest challenge for this injury won't necessarily come with him aggravating it through the things he does in the normal course of trying to play football. Even if he's limited as far as his motion or he has discomfort in the joint, uh, he will still move. You know, you might see him wince here and there, but he's going he's gonna to make the moves he needs to to get out of the pocket if he feels the pressure coming, to try and get to the um, – to get out of bounds if he feels the pressure coming. But if the pressure gets there and he gets taken down to the ground – which is how the injury happened in the first place, that's where you really run the risk of re-injury. So uh, tackles, piles, crowd in the pocket, anything where you could get weight or twisting through that ankle, even if it's done incidentally, you know, not because somebody's deliberately trying to injure him. I, I'm certainly not saying that, but those will be the things that put him at risk for injury. And that's just part of football. We see it all the time. And by the way, all you have to do is look at Ryan Tannehill, who had an ankle, a high ankle sprain this year, tried to play through it, was struggling a bit, but got taken to the ground, very similar mechanism to Patrick Mahomes. That ended his season, and he underwent tightrope surgery to repair that high ankle sprain um, after that second takedown. So it is a real risk. 183 designed rollouts this season. Feel free to use that tomorrow, by the way. On your fantasy show uh, that Andy Reid designed for Patrick Mahomes this week, um, or I should say the season. Uh, just side note: I am right. playing I, Chad Henney in a few DFS lineups. <laughs> I just, I, I just, are I, you am. Really? I am, I am, I am. Like the I individual game. Here, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Nita. One thing about Patrick Mahomes, and it, just go back to when he had the toe injury, because we. We pointed to the opposite high ankle sprain just because it gives him sort of experience with this injury. But the injury that was problematic for him that I don't know if people knew how bad it was was when he had that turf toe style injury. And he played. He never missed. But you would see that he would slip. He was uncomfortable at times. He'd hop around. He ended up having surgery, and the repair was bigger than everyone expected when they got in there because he covered it so well with how he was able to play. He's incredibly tough. He's incredibly adaptable. And you're right. Chad Henney, we, we saw it last week. I mean, he will come in if Patrick ends up aggravating the injury to the point where he can't continue. But I think outside of that actually happening, he will fight through this. The playoff court may not be as effective, but we'll try and push through. Again, Stefania Bell joining us. Uh, news uh, that that just hit the wire uh, in the last 24 hours is now that Travis Kelsey is dealing with a back issue. Uh, what fill, fill yeah, us in that in, in that regard? That could be problematic for Patrick Mahomes, by the way. That could be that could be the biggest problem to me because Travis Kelsey is his safety valve. Travis Kelsey is who he gets the ball out to quickly, and one of the keys for Patrick Mahomes staying upright is getting rid of the ball quickly. And when he needs someone to bail him out. Who does he look to but Travis Kelsey, who's usually available across the middle. He's able to get the extra yards. He's able to push forward. And now he's added to the injury report, as you mentioned, with back 
I don't, injury is such a strong word when it comes to the back. So he had some tightness in his back. That's what Jeremy Fowler was reporting. Had to get some treatment after practice on Friday. He is listed as questionable, but you and I both know that uh, it would have to be something incredible to keep Travis Kelsey off the field. He's barely missed a game in his entire career other than the very first year he played and he's 33 years old. So uh, I think I look at this more as a cautionary uh, addition to the practice report and the, the game status report. But I will say this, if he, if his back tightens up during the game and he can't be the player that he usually is from home, that, then all of a sudden the game is changing. Yeah, I'm I'm I I love Jerick McKinnon tomorrow by the way. Jerick McKinnon is a better pass protector in the backfield more so than Pacheco. And so and and off, and, and of course you you can't afford a turnover the the Cincinnati Bengals second least turnovers offensively in the NFL. So I'm I'm expecting a heavy dose of Jerick McKinnon. I like over receive over receptions. I want to say it's at two and a half and over receiving yards at 26 and a half. All right, let, let's let's talk about your favorite team, right? The 49ers. Getting ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is dealing with a calf. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a groin. And apparently Dino Samuel's dealing with um, with an ankle issue. Fill us in on those three guys who we know such a huge part of that explosive offense. Well, let's start with Debo. And that ankle injury goes back to, uh, you guessed it, a high ankle sprain that he suffered earlier this season when he had what looked to be a very, very painful injury, kind of an ankle-knee combo, which these can often become, and uh, missed a little time and then came back. And But, you know, when he, he's a physical player, when he gets tackled, taken down, it can tweak that ankle. And I think this is a case of them managing him through the week. 49ers have been very good at that this year, by the way, managing their players much better than they have in previous years. And part of the reason they can do that is because of who they added in Christian McCaffrey. So Debo limited early in the week, full practice on Friday, off the injury report. No problem. He's going to play. Christian McCaffrey also off the injury report. He has been managing some tightness in his knee since he left Carolina and came to San Francisco, but he also has a calf issue. I think they're calling it a calf bruise or contusion um, that has been bothering him. That's what he's actually listed with on the injury report this week. He did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. That's the smart move. I mean, he, let's be honest. He doesn't need to practice, um, but he was there as a full participant Friday when they're doing their final walkthroughs. Christian McCaffrey will be available. The big question mark is Elijah Mitchell with a groin injury who did not practice all week. Again, the smart move if you're trying to hold out uh, hope that you get him on the weekend. Uh, we're not going to know until before kickoff. You know these groin injuries can be very tricky. Uh, soft tissue injuries can be problematic. But Elijah Mitchell is really critical for the 49ers because they've been able to offload McCaffrey with Elijah Mitchell returning in the last couple weeks of the season. And that has made a huge difference for their run game. So um, I'll be very curious to see if Elijah Mitchell is available and how they rotate the two of them. Um, Before I let you go, I I do have some questions about the Philadelphia Eagles. Your thoughts on Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I was, I was getting wind that his shoulder was, was not great. Giants were trying to get after him. Offensive line played exceptionally well for the Eagles. Uh, they they couldn't even sniff what cologne he was wearing the other night. So no hits, no sacks, no hurries, nothing. Um, he just, I don't even, did he get any dirt on his jersey? I don't think so. Fill us in your thoughts on, on how good or how bad you think that shoulder is heading in to this matchup against your team, the 49ers, Lane Johnson. And also, I read that A.J. Brown only played 11 snaps 
against the Giants. What are you hearing about him as well? Yeah, I think the A.J. Brown thing can sort of be dismissed. Stop Antonio talked to him. Uh, we've heard uh, th- there was a lot of different things. It sounded like Nick Sirianni alluded to the fact he might have been banged up, but there's no injury concern for A.J. Brown. He just got a veteran day of rest on Thursday. He is fine. Um, the Eagles did not face the number one defense in the land when they were <laughs> playing the Giants. So it will be very interesting to see how the 49ers go after Jalen Hurts if they try and cut him off at the edges. I think they are going to really try and limit his mobility because that is one of the most damaging things uh, that he presents to the 49ers. That in deep ball uh, throws and he gets some of those receivers like Devontae Smith in particular out in space against 49ers secondary. That would be where I expect him to attack. As far as his throwing ability, we've seen that that's not limited at all. The thing that his shoulder injury, which was really a sternoclavicular sprain, so where the collarbone and the chest bone meet, it's considered part of the shoulder because it impacts shoulder mechanics. It moves as part of the shoulder girdle, but the location is really closer to the chest. And it's a tough injury. Uh, Slow to recover, slower in throwers because you can't throw the ball without creating motion at that area. And I believe that's why he has had that lingering soreness, just hard to get it 100% and probably won't be till after the season. But clearly he's far better than he was immediately after the injury when he had to miss the first couple of weeks. He was very sore after he returned in the final uh, regular season game. Um, And I do think every week you get removed from the original injury, the better it is. But here's the concern. Just like Patrick Mahomes doesn't want to take tackles around the feet, Jalen Hurts does not want to get driven into the ground. That's how the original injury happened, land on that right side, and it sort of pops the SC joint. Um, South Palantoni has even talked about how the Eagles have been coaching him to try and roll if he starts to fall. So he's hitting towards the left side and away from the right shoulder. Uh, you can bet the Niners will try and, and, and make that impossible and take him down on the right. Again, not to deliberately hurt someone, but if you know where the weakness is and you know what they're trying to avoid, that's what you try and do. So Jalen Hurts, I think, will be perfectly fine and effective if he can avoid those takedowns. And uh, I expect to see him try to run more, but the 49ers are going to try and limit it. You mentioned Lane Johnson. Real quick, groin injury that probably will need surgery in the offseason. He is playing through it. I don't know how. He's incredible. Um, But I expect him to be challenged as well because the 49ers will know that fatigue over the course of a game could present a problem for him great stuff as always Stefania you rock you're the best in the business girl and uh, and we're, we're so blessed to have you here on 98.70 ESPN just a little over 24 hours from these two major um, matchups enjoy the rest of your Saturday afternoon and enjoy the games tomorrow thank you I will certainly enjoy that first one if it, the outcome is a certain way so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. Again, Stefania Bell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You got it. Jeff Richard will hang tight. We get back. We'll get your calls next. Uh, Anita Marks with you. Hour two, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.